Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing very well, doing very well. Excited to sit down and record. Yes, me too. It's been a little while. Life has been busy, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. Sort of got easing of of lockdown restrictions so we can play some in-person Arkham. Yeah, yeah. It's all starting to open up again, which is exciting and scary and lots of other things as well. Yes. Um, And we don't know what the long-term plans could be. Things could have changed by the time this episode goes out. It's true. But in the meantime, yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting times. Would you say in the meantime you feel hashtag blessed? I do, yeah. Incredibly so. And Well, that's good. Praying I'm not going to be cursed. Hashtag cursed, yeah. Certainly it's not good that that hasn't become a, a thing on Twitter and elsewhere. <laughs> the astute listener will obviously have already seen the episode title and know that we're beginning our... I was going to say deep dive, but that might be promising more than we can deliver but our our detailed discussion of bless and curse and this is going to be the first part where we're going to look particularly at bless little point on terminology there are two traits in the game blessed and cursed and they don't necessarily correspond to the two new tokens that we got in the Innsmouth conspiracy which are known as bless and curse so when we're talking about bless and curse we're really talking about those tokens and the cards that interact with them we're not worrying too much about the traits blessed and cursed. Yes, yes. And I mentioned that because yesterday I was just looking at a list of blessed cards that Matteo can take, and not all of them do something with the blessed token. You know, there's things like a glimmer of hope or fortune or fate or even alter fate that yeah. they're nothing to do with it. So yeah, Is just you, putting you that could, out there. I feel like Eucatastrophes are blessed. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah another great example. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Just throwing that out there to add nuance to our discussion before we've even begun. <laughs> Where do you really want to start? Well, just very briefly, and I didn't put this in the notes, Frank, so I'm springing this on you. Well, I didn't put my point either. <laughs> bless and... Save the little, uh, the little gut punches <laughs> whenever you begin. Uh, bless and Curse has existed in most of the Arkham Files games. Yes, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I remember second edition, and I think it works the same in Eldritch Horror... So, so I think the, the basic mechanic in Arkham Horror Second Edition is you, you roll the number of d6s equal to your stat value, and then any fives and sixes are successes. Yeah. Um, and then bless increases the value of success by one, so fours are successes, and cursed makes six of sixes are successes. And they kind of the, yeah the, the, they toggle. So if you if you're blessed when you're cursed, you just lose the curse, and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. it, it works pretty similar in Eldritch Horror, right? Yeah, identically. Yeah, it's the same in Third Edition as well, right? Pretty sure. And and the only other thing that's really neat in Eldritch is if you're blessed and you get blessed again, you flip your blessed card, and it has a little bit of text on the back that does something else. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember but that now. Yeah, because when you get blessed, you don't see that. Like with all of the conditions in Eldritch, you don't get to look what the sort of the secondary part of it is you just take take it and don't look at the back so you could be blessed and the back of your card be something that heals you or something that blesses someone else but you don't know until you've until you've been double blessed which is sort of interesting yeah yeah 
So yeah, you're completely right. It's been a feature in the other games. Of course, the big difference between the card game and all of those board games is that the card game doesn't use dice as uh, a component to decide things. We have the chaos bag. Yes, and and blessing isn't something that attaches itself to a character like it does in all those other games either. Mm. So it's it's it goes into the chaos bag. So we want to talk yeah. briefly first about how. Uh, Bless and Curse works, and then just a little bit of uh, terminology use. Yes, just to kind that's of a really good idea. Set the yeah, scene. To situate I'll, I'll, ourselves. I'll also say, just one other thing from our show notes, I put in block capitals, avoid maths. Mm. So we're not going to get too much into the impact on chances of success and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of good blogs out there, which which will describe that in a bit more depth. And it's it's kind of it's it's something that's probably easier to read than it is to listen to anyway. It'll just be two men saying a lot of numbers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny actually, as we were just about to record, I looked at that note again, avoid maths, and I thought, let's just keep that in mind as a way of possibly actually playing the game as well. That one way you could deal with bless and curse is just to say, well, I'm not even going to care about what impact they have on my test success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just carry on. You know, particularly if you're only using a few tokens, you could say, oh, it's, it's negligible enough that I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. So that is an option. And if you're the sort of person who's found dipping your toe into bless and curse intimidating because you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to work out how's the bag changed and what what does that mean? Maybe one way of playing with them is just to not worry about that and play them for their effects rather than the the maths. Yeah, true. Yeah, very true. So you mentioned the anatomy or you mentioned sort of breaking down how they work. And for me, the covenants really illustrated that the tokens have three separate elements to them. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is that they have a numerical modifier. In the case of bless, that's a plus two. And in the case of curse, that's a minus two. We could say some interesting things about that, but that's the modifier part. The second thing is that when you reveal these tokens, unlike pretty much every other chaos token, once you've resolved them, you remove them from the bag. So they're a one and done, which is also important because we're going to talk about how you get them in and out of the bag later on. And then finally, there's the effect that I like to call rolling, which I've stolen that from Gloomhaven, mm-hmm. but they force you to draw another token as well. So when I think about these tokens now, there's three different things. There's the fact that they're changing the number of my score, the modifier. There's the fact that they disappear after they've done that, normally. And there's the fact that I'm drawing another token afterwards. And all of those things combine to make a bless or a curse token. All good so far? Yeah, I'm very happy so far. That That's the basic anatomy of how the tokens work in themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think what's really interesting about the uh, both Bless and Curse is the other impacts they have on the game. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where a lot of people, myself included, at the beginning of the cycle, could run the maths, which we won't go into here, as discussed, and, <laughs> and say, well, even at 10 Bless tokens, the impact on uh, how many additional tests or kind of the average value of the bag it's not it's not massive mm. there are better ways probably to get the same level of additional success than putting 10 10 blessed tokens into the bag and i know we've not said we're doing the maths but let's just make that example more concrete if the 10 blesses a third of the bag and you're you're relying on it for the plus 2 
that means you're only giving yourself a third chance to hit that plus two. And if you run unexpected courage instead, you've you've just got the plus two for every, anything you draw. Is, yeah. is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Or, or put yeah. Um, put two luckies in your deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or or a permanent stat boost. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, magnifying glass or something like that. If you if you're investigating. It don't rely well I guess this is one of the things we'd like to talk about is you know can you use these cards without any of the other related cards but that actually leads me on to what I was going to say which was you've used two two names of types of card here which I've copied mm-hmm. <laughs> and I quite like adders and payoffs mm-hmm. adder being a card which adds one or both sets of tokens to the bag mm-hmm. and we put down as an example tempt fate so Temp Fate is, is a great card to include if you're running either Bless or Curse, in my opinion. It's zero cost, uh, fast, yeah. adds three Bless and three Curse, and then draws you a card. Uh, it's just a great card to have in a deck, because it just basically thins your deck out by two cards. So so that, that that's that's an adder. It adds both types of token, but there's other cards that add one type of token or the other, or different costs for them. And then Payoffs are cards which trigger in some way of revealing or using blessed tokens or cursed tokens that are in the bag mm-hmm. and there's l- these vary quite a lot we put right of sanctification down and uh, just take us very briefly through what what right of sanctification does frank i know you and I, I know you love that card so much i want to keep I do, you down i do love I it yeah you thank you <laughs> you it's a zero cost asset when you play it you can seal up to five bless and then when you play other cards, you can return the Bless to the bag to reduce the cost by two. And they don't need to be other assets. They can be other events as well. And it can be anyone playing one. You just exhaust Rite of Sanctification and give them a two cost reduction. So Rite of Sanctification as a payoff is a really good example. It doesn't add any Bless to the bag. And if you have no way of adding Bless, including Rite of Sanctification is a really bad idea. Yeah. But as soon as you have Bless in the bag, you can turn those Blesses into two resources as well as everything else that they do yeah when you play right of sanctification so that's why i was talking about it as a payoff just to explore that uh, explain that terminology i'm not suggesting this is the terminology that the community should adopt <laughs> wholesale and that i think is clever but i basically hit upon a real snag when i was trying to think of what are the cards that add the tokens and what are the cards that respond to them because when we're talking about curse which we'll do in our next episode often Curse tokens are framed as a cost. So I originally had them as costs. But then normally for bless, you're actually paying something on top of getting the bless. So the bless is the is the outcome of paying something. So a good example would be something like Keep Faith, where you pay two resources and a card to get four bless. The bless is obviously not a cost there. So yeah, I just wanted to really sum up that there are cards that put the tokens in and there are cards that want the tokens in the bag to do something yeah and also adders has a annoying you know people will listen to this episode half concentrating and think we're talking about snakes Snakes, yeah this is this is a forgotten age episode yeah wow um just briefly on the the other interesting interesting thing about right of sanctification is Mm. you seal the blessed tokens on it for the duration of time it's in play yeah so if you've put five blessed tokens into the bag and you put five blessed tokens on right sanctification, you've taken five the five you've just put in out the bag until such time as you can play five different cards over five turns mm-hmm. to put those tokens back in. 
Yeah, yeah. And in fact, you know, if you start to run out of things to play, those tokens are stuck there. Mm. So I think that sort of ties into one of the things I wanted to say, which is I've had a great time playing, especially a, a curse team. So you and I have, have got a, a, a curse campaign ongoing, right? Mm, yeah, we do. We, um, do. we need to get back to it, in fact. Uh, and we're playing as uh, Trish and Jacqueline Fine in that campaign. Uh, Jay Fine. I like Trish and Jacqueline Fine, the, the Fine sisters. It's Trish and Jacqueline. Scar- Scarborough was a fake fake name. She's actually it's actually Patricia and Jacqueline Fine, and she's Scarborough is her spy name. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why because none no of the ones are called Jacqueline. I don't know why I felt the need to specify her surname. <laughs> Oh, anyway, fine. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, that that um, that campaign is is just had some of the most interesting play and decisions that I've had in all my time playing Arkham. Yeah, the same. And um, one of the things I really want to get out of this was why do I enjoy using Curse especially as much as I do? Mm. And one of my initial initial points, and this is without much uh, back and forth with you, Frank, really, is it sort of adds additional decision points. That there's, I think there's interesting decisions to be made, and it's it's made as a team, yeah. Which is one of the things I really like about Arkham is when you've got those those kind of meaty situations you're trying to solve with your team, and and Curse especially adds an extra wrinkle to that conversation. You're almost like playing at the consent of the rest of your team, adding these Curse tokens to the bag. So yeah, and and I think. You know the kind of decision you make when you play right of right of sanctification. That's an interesting additional decision you have to make. How many of the blessed tokens in the bag do I want to sacrifice to being out of the bag for a period of time mm. Uh, mm. on the card? Yeah, particularly if it's another teammate who's put them in for their purposes, <laughs> and yeah. you're the, someone else has just played their uh, keep faith or whatever it is, and they've got a plan to use those blesses for something. And your turn rolls around and you just seal them straight away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that that's another thing that I really like about Bless and Curse is that it's mm. its fundamentally team-based. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and we spotted this pretty quick when and, and we built our Trish and um, Jacqueline team around that, mm-hmm. which is that one player can be adding the tokens to the bag and the other player can be using the tokens. Mm. It, it, it mm. saves the, the deck-building... What's the word I'm looking for? Like the weight of the 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 deck lifting saves one player having to bear it all. Mm. And one of yeah. the other players, especially with Curse, because Curse, I mean, we'll talk about this more uh, next week when we do our Curse episode. Curse is like mm-hmm. a trade-off, isn't it? You know, one player can pack all the Curse cards in their deck and have a nice, efficient deck, and then the other player can use all the Curse cards using their uh, payoff, Curse payoff cards. Um, mm-hmm. Without having to also include all the cards that add add them to the bag, yeah, that's that's completely right. I mean, my my mind is buzzing here, Peter, because you've touched on so many things that I think are floating in the air around what we like about Bless and Curse. Yeah, I think that thing about additional decision points is, yeah, definitely, I agree on that. That that's one of the things that makes it most enjoyable adding tokens to the bag. That it's it might change your bag mathematics and how you commit to tests, but also even before you've put them in the bag, you need to decide if you want to do that. Yeah. And I thought when you first said that, I thought a really good micro example is a card like Faustian Bargain. Mm-hmm. Even at deck building stage, you might be talking to your teammates and say, I'd rather run Faustian Bargain than Emergency Cash. 
and then there's a group decision to be made around how many of those resources are you sharing because it does offer resources to everyone and also what impact will those two curses have yeah. on everyone and then when you're playing you know turn one it's not as simple as okay my turn i'm going to play emergency cash and play these two assets and that's my setup turn because yeah. if you immediately put two curse in the bag is that going to have a big impact on the scenario it might fail a critical test for all you know yeah so that's already immediately a wrinkle you've added to the gameplay that normally is a team decision. Yeah, 100%. There's also there's an additional consideration, which is that if you're adding tokens as a, as a cost, then you do have a limit on how many can be added to the bag. Yes. So that with cards like, say, Spirit of Humanity, that can become quite important. You need some way of getting the tokens spent and returned to the pool before you can use them as a cost. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned the limit because we should say that up front, there are 10 of each token and you can't add more than 10 to the bag. So very important to remember. It is worth noting. You can get in a situation where you'll say, oh, I've got all of these different cards that do X and Y, but actually they might stop being useful. I was just deck testing yesterday a Father Mateo deck um, with some patrons adding commentary and talking about it. And I actually found myself in a situation where I had Tempt Fate in hand, but I was already on eight Bless in the bag. Yeah. And that's an interesting little wrinkle to Tempt Fate. You know, it will draw me another card, it'll add three Curse, but do I want three Curse and a card for only two Bless? <laughs> you know, it's not it's not a super hard decision, but it, it's different. Is it maximum value from that card if yeah. you're not going to get all three Bless? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, should we dive into bless then? Yes, let's do it. I think we're going to try and focus on bless this week and then curse next week. Yeah, and I think everything so far more or less applies to both. But yeah. we'll try and now really focus on on bless itself. First up, I think I would like to just talk about the factions. Yes, because both of the the, the factions use the, the the additional tokens in a different way or have different affinities with the tokens mm. Mm. and with bless the two the two factions that spring to mind are guardian and survivor mm-hmm. guardian has well guardian has sister mary who's a <laughs> bless yeah. investigator who has a built-in uh, ability to add bless tokens to the bag yeah or, um sorry i i, I didn't you, you were sort of stunned into silence. I was worried I'd made an obvious mistake. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just wondering where you were going with that. Because I, I think it's good to mention Sister Mary because on the one hand, she says loud and clear, Guardian about adding bless. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, she is an outlier because she has an inbuilt ability. She starts the game with two bless in the bag and she adds one every single turn. Yeah. So she is the single most efficient way of adding bless to the bag. Well, absolutely. And this is where I was going to go. So it, okay, yeah. it's almost like if if you want to run a bless deck, you might as well start with Sister Mary. Mm-hmm. It's like saying if you want to run the bag diving type of mystic, you might as well start with Jacqueline. Exactly. Because yeah. the, the ability on your card is always in play and it's active from the very first turn. You could even ignore all of the other adders that we're going to mention and just run Sister Mary if you wanted to and say, 
how am I going to add bless for this team? I'm going to play a Sister Mary. That's it. And you wouldn't have to worry about anything else. It might be that that doesn't give you enough bless, but that's that's an option. In solo, I want to play with bless. I'll just play Sister Mary. I don't need to dedicate any deck space towards adding bless because Sister Mary will. And the other thing you've noted is that having seen your breakdown of the cards, Frank, uh, Guardian (laughs) has the most payoff cards for bless as well. It does, yeah. Across all sorts of cards. So just very, very briefly reading them. Uh, Blessed Blade, Blessing of Isis, Nephthys, Nephthys. Did we decide how we pronounce that correctly? We just, we make it up each time. Nephthys. Uh, right of Sanctification, as we talked about. Uh, Shield of Faith, Hallow, uh, Holy Spear, Radiant Smite. Uh, the Sacred Covenant as well, obviously triggers off mm-hmm. less. So yeah, I, I think thematically you can picture the, the Guardians as protectors, right? Mm-hmm. And in a way, like divine protectors, sort of where the blessed feel comes from. Mm, mm, yeah. So thematically, yeah, there's something about about them being purifying or making things good. Yeah. You think sort of a say of a Zoe style holy fire or a Sister Mary that it's about rooting out evil and making things better by using bless in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I will add actually just very briefly. Maxine has made it very clear that she was wanted to portray bless across a variety of faiths, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we'll be able to see that as we go through some of the other bless cards. And then hot on the heels of Guardian, so Guardian have those six cards that can add bless: the Blade, the Book of Psalms, Holy Rosary, Level Two, Hand of Fate, and Righteous Hunt. But hot on the heels of that, I found that Survivor have five cards that add bless and five cards that seem to respond to Bless or use Bless as a payoff. So Survivor is the other faction that springs to mind as the Bless-focused faction. In a very different way, I would say. We've scratched our head quite a lot about what does Bless mean for Survivor over the course of Innsmouth coming out and seeing these cards and first looking them. Yeah, and, and what's your take on the thematic link with Survivor? Or even the mechanical link? I mean, mechanically, it's the the idea of being lucky, isn't it? Yeah. That really captures my imagination. But thematically, hmm, I wonder what the best way of summing it up is. I think it's perhaps that they're pure of heart. Yeah. Survivors are not really, you know, there's a sort of naivety or an innocence to survivors, isn't there? They're not engaging with the mythos and, and trying to learn its secrets and access dark magics. They're ordinary people in ordinary situations trying to do their best. So there's something maybe about, yeah, about purity for me or about... It's sort of a hope element yeah, of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And maybe there's something as well about the plus two of the blessed token, that the way that survivors pass tests, broadly speaking, and I know I'm speaking in generalities here, is not conventional, that they often might lowball a test and then sneak by using something like a granny yawn or a lucky or even failing to get to get the same outcome as succeeding or even a better outcome. And I feel like having a lot of plus twos in the bag, they do behave a little bit like a lucky then, that there's a chance that you take a test on evens or even one below and the bless really helps you in the bag in the way that, I think we've said this before on the cast, in the way that a guardian doesn't go into a test one below hoping to suddenly pull out a pass. 
yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the blessed tokens are more ways of succeeding when you shouldn't that you just rather than having them as cards in hand or cards on the table, you have them as tokens in the bag. Yes, I see. What I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could have your lucky sitting in your hand, ready to be played on a test, but then mm-hmm. you've drawn a blessed token instead, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah. I didn't. I don't need to play this lucky that I would have had to have play played to pass this test. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're getting at there? That's what I'm getting at. And the the thing that's difficult here is that there's a card called Lucky, but then the faction are themselves lucky. Yeah. And I, I suppose I suppose let's say that Survivor have good fortune. Yes. That yes. things things turn out all right for them, not through design, but through fate, through the foibles of Lady Luck. Right. And this is another way of having things go well for them that you're not really you're not leading with it it's a it's a response to the foibles of the chaos bag i suppose yes no i uh, totally get you the yeah. problem is you're not pronouncing the exclamation mark when you say lucky the card name. exactly lucky lucky <laughs> yeah yeah no that does that, that, that doesn't make sense yeah, yeah no 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 that makes it that that that, that, that i'm saluting that 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 does make sense yes and i know we're going to talk about the covenants so let's let's put a little pin in the survivor thought for when we get to covenants because what i've just described will change slightly when we talk about covenants just before we get there the, one of the things that really fascinated me about sitting down and writing my lists of what cards add bless and what cards pay off for bless is that for adding you can add bless from any faction and that kind of blew my mind admittedly the other factions have very inefficient ways, or some of them are very inefficient. So in Seeker, if you translate the cryptic grim- grimoire level zero of the ten curses you've put in the bag, five become bless. Right. So they do have a way of adding bless. It's just massively difficult <laughs> and time-consuming. And then for Rogue, we've seen Priest of Two Faiths. Mm-hmm. So you can you can play the priest and get three bless. And if you wanted to, just pay one cost and play the priest. It's one cost for three bless is not dreadful. Yeah, yeah, especially if it comes attached to some free soak, right? Particularly if you've got a way of using the soak. And you've mentioned already Tempt Fate, so there's neutral option there. And then Mystic, really intriguing for me. You've got Tides of Fate, which turns Curse into Bless for a turn, which is intriguing. You know, I don't know if you'd want to play a mystic where your plan to get bless in the bag is to put a load of curse in and then switch it to to bless for one turn. But it's worth noting. And then also we just saw in Into the Maelstrom Rite of Equilibrium. Yeah. So if you want to put 10 bless in the bag with Rite of Equilibrium, you can. The cost is 10 curse, if you want to call it a cost. So it's strange to me, I suppose, because we think of Sister Mary as the most efficient way of adding bless, but there is a Mystic level five card that just does it in one action. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Mystics just being mad mystics and doing everything in a different and extreme way. <laughs> so yeah, so there we go. Where do we turn next? Well, good question. You've you've made this split between basic bless and complicated bless. Mm. Basic bless being just adding the bless tokens to the bag. I guess if you just use Sister Mary and don't lean into bless at all, otherwise, mm-hmm. maybe you love the card pool Sister Mary has access to. So you're 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 purely adding it 
just for the numbers. And I guess one of the, the things I wanted, one of the question, questions I wanted answered is, is it worth doing that? Mm. And we we played on stream a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, as part of Hor- uh, Horrors Without Borders. That's right, yeah. We played a blessed team. I was Calvin. I was Mary. And we played the hotel. Murder at the Excelsior. Yeah. And one of our uh, patrons, or listeners, made a note of how many tests we passed purely because of Bless. Uh, and it wasn't very many. <laughs> I think there was only two. Um, yeah. Across the it team. It was a f- really useful bit of stats. So thank you, patron Asasani. It was really good of you to do that because we were musing as we were playing we Mm. saw a lot of bless between us and we were thinking but how much does the bless actually help really pass the tests you know what i just described as the survivor good fortune were we actually doing that where we were going into tests below and then bless was helping us pass of the 44 skill tests we took on the stream 18 of them featured bless Mm -hmm. so that's just over a third and that, that's interesting to me because I think that that normally makes sense, again, to avoid getting too mathematical. If the bag has about 20 tokens in it and you put about 10 bless in, you should see about a third, that, you know, that's a third of the bag. And, you know, particularly of your tests, Peter, mm-hmm. you passed 16 regardless of bless and only passed one because of bless. Yeah. And for me, I passed 13 regardless of Bless and only passed one because of Bless. Yeah. So about yeah. 5% uh, conversion from failure to, to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, that's just one scenario. So it's a pretty small sample size. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, that makes me think if our plan had been we're going to put loads of Bless in the bag and that's what's going to help us pass tests, I think we would have been disappointed and the lovely thing of that play was that we were playing sister mary so i was putting no effort in to add bless and you were playing as calvin with spirit of humanity yeah yeah and using spirit of humanity to power up your stats using that ability of um taking damage in the horror to add bless so between us we got the bag up to 10 bless very comfortably yeah and then went from there so yeah i I feel like that's enough of an answer. Is just adding bless enough? And yeah, my response would be probably, probably not. not. Yeah, yeah. This is an even easier question to answer with curse, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's not even worth in- including. <laughs> right? You like really like failing tests by a lot. Hmm. And that's again where that difference that you're normally not paying to add curse. You're yeah. having curse as a response to doing other good things. Whereas with bless, you are paying to add bless. So if you want to dedicate a lot of effort to doing that, it's probably not worth it. And then what I called complicated bless, using the bless for more than just smoothing out the bag, That's we've been touching on that already. That's, I think, all of the payoffs. And yeah. Guardian, I think, does this particularly well because, as you've mentioned with that list of different cards for Guardian, if you filled the bag with lots of blesses, the blessed blade and the holy spear start doing things, you can also radiant smite because you've got bless that turn into more damage and then you can play your right of sanctification or you can seal them on shield of faith and block a load of hits so they start to combine nicely as doing lots of other quite exciting things 
obviously there's also something like blessing of Isis that means you can start hitting people's elder signs rather than two blesses. And when we reviewed blessing of Isis, we said, why would you want to turn the plus four of two blesses into a piddling elder sign? Of course, you wouldn't mind turning a plus four into an elder sign if the elder sign has an extra effect and you didn't need the plus four to pass anyway. Yeah. And that, I think, is the really important thing about why Blessing of Isis is quite interesting. Those times where you draw multiple bless, it's not like that's passing you the test. Yeah, It wasn't passing you the test. You were already passing. So you don't need the plus four. You would happily trade in the plus four to turn it into a more impactful thing. Whether that's, you know, Skids' Elder Sign, gain two resources, or Leo's Elder Sign, search your deck for an ally. Search the top three cards of your deck for an ally. You know, those those start to become much more impactful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about Survivor complicated Bless then? What are you looking to get out of adding Bless as Survivor more than just passing tests? Well, I mean, an interesting one. I don't know. It's the honest answer. <laughs> I, 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 I struggled throughout the cycle with, with getting my head around bless and survivor it just it, it it didn't quite seem to gel for me uh, and mm-hmm. i know someone made a comparison with silas how survivors have the most ways to play with a test after you've after you've drawn the cards uh, drawn the tokens mm-hmm. either not drawing tokens or adding cards or taking cards out of a test or even mm-hmm. manipulating difficulty and things like that um, i mean yeah. silas who is in this cycle is all about changing what you've committed to a test after you've taken the test. Uh, and maybe that's the tie-in with how the tokens work. Maybe, I'm, I'm say I'm playing with Silas, I know I can pull back a card to my hand if I've passed by more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't overcommit. Strikingly, some of the cards that don't make it onto this list are cards from the Innsmouth Conspiracy player cards that don't include Bless but do play exactly into what you've just described. So we've seen Butterfly Effect, Third Time's a Charm, and also one that I know you're a big fan of, Unrelenting. Mm -hmm. These are all new cards we got that all allow you to mess with drawing tokens. And a reason why you might want to do that in Survivor is because maybe some of the tokens in the bag are really good. Yeah, yeah. You've done that. I think worth noting, I suppose... We've got a watchful piece now in Hallow that are, to me, probably the supreme way of spending the blessed tokens. You can stop adding do- or remove Doom, and you can also stop drawing encounter cards with those cards. So they're kind of big, impactful uses of your bless. And I'd even say that potentially, if you want to play those cards repeatedly, maybe being systemary is not enough. And that's where having all of these different adders can be really good where you're like, I'm going to go up to five bless, use them all on Watchful Peace, then get back up to five bless to play a Watchful Peace again, maybe pull it back to hand with Resourceful or whatever it is. So I think there's there's something there for me around that. And then we've seen there's Beloved, which gives you an auto-succeed if you can pull a bless, which is interesting. And yeah. Jacob Morrison readies if you if you pull bless. Yeah, J- Jacob Morrison, like it almost feels like the what I was saying about lucky, right? Yeah. He's like a he's a he's a lucky that attaches itself to a blessed token. 
So every time yeah. you draw a bless, you get another lucky. Mm. Mm. So that you're doing double duty, right? Because you're getting yeah. the plus two from the bless and then a later plus two a from later Jacob. Plus two. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I really so want to try sweet. Jacob, actually. I haven't, ha- haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, yeah, I think... He's a really interesting card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think, is there a... Ashkan springs to mind because you can obviously spend cards to, to ready, ready him. him. Exactly, you can turn any card into a re- into a lucky. Into a lucky, yeah. Maybe maybe it's worth avoiding putting him in Ashkan because then we avoid seeing whether actually seeing bless is the way. <laughs> does he actually work with that? But yeah, I think we need to talk about the covenants now. Yes, please. Because can, I think can we you change things up? Yeah, can you read out the two covenants we've got, or do can, should we tackle them one at a time? I don't mind. I can, I can do it. So, for these two factions, Guardian and Survivor, this is one of the reasons why we feel like they're the Bless-focused factions, because their covenants are focused on Bless. They're the the only two covenants that are, little parenthesis, paradoxical covenant as well. Mm-hmm. So, Sacred Covenant is the Guardian covenant. In case you can't remember, all of the covenants are permanent and they limit one covenant per deck. They cost 2 XP. This one says, Reaction, after an investigator at any location performs the reveal chaos token step of a skill test, exhaust sacred covenant, return any number of blessed tokens revealed during this test to the chaos bag, ignoring their modifiers for this test. That's So that's the guardian one you've just read? That's the guardian one, sacred covenant. So do, should we talk about that briefly before we read the other one? Sure. The benefit really is that you only spend the blessed tokens on tests where you either need the bless, you want the bless for for a payoff card, or you need it, need it to pass mm-hmm. to say cancel out a chaos token. Uh, and I have played with this in System Airy, and you you save inverted commas save a huge number of bless. I was using it every single turn, I think, yeah, to, to stop bless tokens leaving the bag that otherwise would have. That in itself is a really striking data point i've used striking a lot in this episode but it is it is really intriguing that you're including a card in your deck to remove the impact of bless from tests which i think just adds to that idea of if you're just adding bless to pass tests is that enough and the answer being no because you're actually spending two xp on a card to mitigate all of the tests that you didn't need it to help you pass yeah, isn't yeah. that interesting? It, it <laughs> is. Yeah, I know. I, I I totally get that. And um, it in my mind, I view it as a card which extends the impact of my other bless adding cards. Because mm. part of the yeah. point of of bless is that it's it's fragile. So uh, in your in your three pronged analysis of 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 bless and curse, you said you know removal is part of the part of the effect, and mm. um, mm. this card tackles the removal and the mo- sort of the modifier as well so you you only use the bless where you actually it, it targets the bless much more effectively because mm. i guess what you could argue is that built into the cost of a bless is its random nature that it might pop up on a completely irrelevant test or you might draw a bunch of them in a row mm. when you only need one yeah, and and you kind of waste those. So built into the cost of playing bless cards or bless adders is that, and this really like lets you lets you target bless for when it's needed. Yes, because when you said that they're fragile, 
not only do they have removal, but they also have rolling. And you just described the, the worst possible situation. I play a keep faith and you then take a test on your turn and reveal bless, 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 <laughs> plus one. Yeah. And that's the four blesses I've just spent. I've spent two resources in a card for to give you a plus nine. You just think, why? <laughs> what yeah. a waste. Yeah, that's the, the intrinsic gamble with changing the bag like that. Yeah, absolutely. Which, yeah. If you're guardian, you're saying we're not we're gonna mitigate that risk and we're gonna make sure blesses stick around for the times we need them, whether that's for a payoff card or just for a test you need to pass, but probably the former. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to get the bag to say five bless so that I can play a rite of sanctification and put five bless on it and get ten resources over the course of five turns. You don't want to spend effort to get bless in the bag to lose it uh, prematurely, basically. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Ancient Covenant, yes. same cost, same permanence, it reads, reaction, when an investigator at your location resolves a blessed token during a skill test, exhaust Ancient Covenant, do not reveal another token as part of this blessed token's effect. So very simply, in the anatomy, it removes the rolling but yeah. keeps the modifier and keeps the removal of the blessed token. Now, one of the things that's very tempting to think about blessed tokens is that they almost dilute the bag. Mm-hmm. So you would say, okay, well, there, there's one auto failure there, um, and I now I've put 10 bless in, so my chance of drawing the auto fail on any test has gone down mm. by, by a large amount, right? However, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that because obviously the blessed tokens roll. But if you have the the ancient covenant here, that no longer applies. Yeah. So you can just draw a blessed token and say, "Well, I'm done with this test now. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing any more." Which I think is 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 good. I mean, that I don't think that's the only reason why this is good, but I think that that's a key part of it. Yeah. So where this particularly for me ties into being a survivor is if we go back to what I was saying about survivors' good fortune. Yeah. I take a test at two under and I pull a blessed token as a survivor with the Ancient Covenant. I pass and I pass a test I have no rights passing because, you know, say my Elder Sign is only a plus one. I shouldn't be able to pass that test, but I do. Obviously, you, you want to pass in that. You need to want to pass in that situation. If you were hoping to fail, that might be very frustrating, but then you don't use the Ancient Covenant. But yeah, the, there's something then about the intrinsic change-up of what the Bless are doing in Survivor in the bag that is pretty incredible, I would say, that suddenly there's a load of plus twos in the bag that stop. And I had a quite fun time actually trying this out in Preston. Oh, yeah. So I ran the Ancient Covenant and Keep Faith. Yeah. He doesn't care about paying to add Bless with Keep Faith. And normally if I'm trying to pass a test you're going to boost a load to a stat to do that. And I kind of used Keep Faith and the Ancient Covenant a little bit like you might use Streetwise, I suppose, that you, you you know once a turn you might slew a load of resources into making your stats so high that you'll probably pass. Yeah. But instead what we're doing is taking a test and if I hit a bless, my stat would be a three or normally it'd be a four or five because I had some static boosts down and then just stopping. And it it felt a really weird way of taking on tests, but it was very satisfying. You know, just um, fill the bag up with bless as best you can, and about one in three tests 
you just get a, a kind of lucky pass. Yeah, 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 100%, yeah. So that was really intriguing to me, and I'm pretty sure that the Think on Your Feet we do next will be Father Matteo going through Return to Forgotten Age, and I'm sorely tempted to run the Ancient Covenant as one of his starting five XP. That's really nice, I like it, yeah. It, it's a funny one for me because it's a bit of a, like, it, it feels a bit paradoxical, paradoxical, pardon the pun, because one of the things Father Matteo wants is to see his Elder Sign. Yeah. So if you draw a Bless and use Ancient Covenant to turn off the rolling, you're removing the chance of rolling into the Elder Sign. Yeah. But you're also just giving yourself another way of getting, it's not an auto-success, but it's a guaranteed success. Air quotes here. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's as good as you can hope for from a Chaos token, aside from drawing the Elder Sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unless yeah, you're... Plus two stop. Three under a test. Mm-hmm. And his lowest stat is a two, so that would be a six yeah. difficulty test. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's basically not a success, right? Yeah. Operationally, he ends up with a stat line of six, five, four, five, when you pull that bless. Yeah. Which is nice. <laughs> it's, it, it's nice, it's different. You know, it's not a way I've really played that much before. I'm, you Listeners will know I like committing cards to test or building up a really high stat before that point. Yeah. <laughs> but so there's um there's a neutral there's a neutral um payoff card here that we also need to add in that adds a further wrinkle which is favor of the sun. Absolutely. Yes, I was going to mention those because we it's not on the notes at all the, the two favors, but they I I feel like they're such a key part of of the whole, the whole bless and curse picture, right? I have to correct you, Peter. They are on the notes under bless payoffs, neutral favor of the sun. Oh, so yes. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistake. Fine. Call no, me no, out on right. the Just... podcast. Well, you were calling me out by saying they weren't on the notes. They were, of course. Yeah, but but do you agree? They they, they feel like such yeah. a key bit of the of, of how this whole economy of of bless and curse work. Being mm. able to guarantee that you draw the token you need to trigger your payoff card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in a way, they're not really payoffs themselves, are they? They're no. a kind of once you've added the cards, they they guarantee a payoff when you need it. Yeah. Um, and 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 if we're looking at say the payoff cards we talked about earlier today, um, blessing of mm-hmm. Isis, what yeah. you can do is when you've drawn a single bless, you go right. Well, I'll draw a second bless, and I'll use favor of the, the sun. sun. Yeah. yeah. Likewise, if you want to commit beloved for that auto succeed. Mm-hmm. it's a real gamble. But what if you could guarantee that the token you're going to draw is Favour of the Sun? Suddenly you have, you've you've included two copies of Beloved in your deck and that's two auto-successes when you want them. And yeah. I think where finally in combination with Ancient Covenant, that becomes really useful, that you can guarantee which token you see and you can guarantee that it stops. You, you remove the rolling with Ancient Covenant. So that, that as a sort of a two card four xp combination as long as you have ways of getting bless in the bag is really potent yeah yeah i'd add as well we've been focusing so much on guardian and survivor but another thing i was doing in that preston deck was running eye of the Jin, and this is the uh, card that yes. once a turn you set your stat your base of your stat to five yeah and it exhausts if you reveal a curse during the test that you've done that you get another action and if you reveal a bless, you get to ready Eye of the Jinn. Yeah. So you can do it again. And I was doing that in Preston where I was Eye of the Jinn, 
set a stat to five, use favor of the sun to see a bless. So that means my stat is a seven at that point, And I'm happy to gamble what happens because I have the gin has readied and I can then use it again to set my stat to five. Yeah, it was really fun. I was running Lola and Delilah as well. So if that's an intellect test, you know, already I've got the plus one intellect from from Lola. If it's an agility test, it sets my agility to seven. I get plus two agility from them as well as the five from Eye of the Djinn. And then another plus two from the from the Bless. It's like agility nine, suddenly Preston at agility nine. Isn't yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> isn't that wild? What a sight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, where does that leave us? A good question, Frank. I feel like we spent a lot of time to say Bless is really worth it if you put in the other payoff cards around it. Mm-hmm. And that our, our impression of Bless is that it's underwhelming purely on a passing tests mm-hmm. uh, basis, unless you put in a lot of other tech to do that, uh, at which point that tech is probably better spent on other ways of passing tests. Uh, I do think like there's something to be said as just a general support guardian adding a bunch of Bless to the bag. But at that point, you might as well be putting some of the payoff cards in as well. Mm. Like... Right of sanctification, if nothing else. Yeah, and just just to, to kind of drill down on that, because that sounds a little bit contradictory to from what we've said already, there is something to be said as a support guardian for just adding a lot of bless to the bag. Yeah. Is there, if we're saying just adding bless isn't worth it? I guess what I mean is, if you're playing as Mary, I think Mary's ability gives us a small but noticeable impact on the game as a whole, basically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, so if you're not spending any effort to add those bless, yes. you are still getting a small benefit, that that 5% of tests getting passed that you wouldn't have passed otherwise. I think so, yeah. And, and I think we said 5%, and, and when we said two tests, it, it, it's not a lot of tests. Mm-hmm. But 5% of tests sounds better, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you've taken you've taken a bad token out the bag. You've taken, say, the minus five or the minus four out the bag, mm. which mm. is which is nice. You obviously haven't literally done that because then you can't count on not drawing that that token. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your impact on the successes felt about the same, or w- would yeah. feel about the same. Yeah, I guess that's that's my takeaway. How about you? Mm. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering if there's a m- middle ground as well between. The starting point of should I add a lot of bless? Maybe not. And the end point of only do it if you have loads of payoff cards. And there's quite a big grey area in the middle where having some bless in the bag can have all sorts of useful impacts. And actually, when I was looking at our our list of possible payoffs, we haven't really talked about about Mystic because there's not very much they can do. They can use use a Bless for the Paradoxical Covenant, but also there's Ward of Radiance, which is a zero-cost cancel, and you reveal five tokens, and if you see a Bless or an Elder Sign, you cancel the card. So it comes with a risk, mm-hmm. but the more Bless your team has added, the more reliable that card becomes, and then you can be a pretty cancel-heavy investigator with two wards of protection and two wards of radiance and really lock things down i'm pretty sure ward of radiance as well is the same as ward of protection level two that it allows you to cancel for anyone 
Yeah, it's an investigator at your location. So it's pretty powerful for level zero if you can get the blessing there. So I suppose that fits in the this gray area of if the team expends a bit of effort to put bless in the bag, many different things could could come from that. Whether that's, yeah, resources from Rite of Sanctification or cancelled hits from Shield of Faith. Maybe the survivor is is passing some tests with Ancient Covenant. Although again, like the Sacred Covenant, the Ancient Covenant will trigger for other people as well. The mystic is using Ward of Radiance to cancel things. You've even got Tristan Botley in Rogue. So the Rogue is maybe getting a free Tristan if lots of lots of bless are being seen. So all of these things in combination, I suppose, are quite exciting to me. And this loops me all the way back around to where we more or less began, which was that idea of the both bless and curse being a team effort. And my part in that team might be pretty small, but I might have a little bit of success added because of the efforts of someone else in the team, something like that. Yeah, I I think I absolutely think Bless is worth building into if, you, if you're going to use it. Uh, I think there are some incredibly good Bless cards. Mm. Um, and I think if you're using them sort of at that point, I definitely feel it's worth going into into these these kind of more heavy bless cards, putting them all together, uh, keeping the bag topped up, and then you've got all these cool effects you can use them on. Like I said, that, 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 that's that's my other takeaway. <laughs> we've not mentioned we've not mentioned you know my the card I got so excited about about Nephthys. Oh but yeah. Let's pick, go back to that Murder at Excelsior Hotel playthrough. Eighteen of the forty-four tests featured at least one bless being pulled from the chaos bag. Yeah, And I was using Sacred Covenant to put them back. Imagine if I wasn't using Sacred Covenant and instead 18 Bless tokens had ended up on Nephthys. Yeah. Nephthys uses 3 Bless for 2 damage. So that's a cool 12 damage testlessly that we would have slowly collected just from seeing those Bless tokens in tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get 12 damage from a beat cop level two <laughs> unless you're running some heavy healing. Yeah. So yeah. like as a, it's a weird payoff because it's not like a bomb hallow. I need to collect 10 and then I'm going to remove a doom. But it, yeah, it's almost like a passive ability that she just sort of slow. It's, um, it's like in a sci-fi film where the, like the, 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 the gun charges up and starts glowing bigger and bigger, you know, like, charge the <laughs> battle cannon, yeah. and then it starts firing. That's what Nephthys is like. She's draining all the energy towards her and then dealing damage. Yeah, I just want to throw that out as a final thought, that there's a sort of, you need a payoff card for there then to be value in just seeing random blesses as the scenario goes on. Yeah. Right, we're going to leave it there, I think. Yes. As ever, listener... If there's things that you think we should have mentioned that we've missed and are crying out to be mentioned, you can always write in and let us know. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, designed by humans if you want any drawn to the flame stash. And Patreon, if you want to become a patron of the cast, join in the conversation. Sometimes I do deck testing, just uh, streaming to, to Discord and chatting with patrons. Sometimes we share other games that we're playing on our Discord, have a chat. Uh, And it's a really friendly community of people just enjoying the game and sharing ideas, sharing decks and things like that. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. Thank you to all our patrons so far. Peter, how can people get in touch with you? 
I am United everywhere. That's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. I'm on uh, Discord and Twitter and Instagram as D.United and Steam as well. Uh, so yeah, say hello. How about you, Frank? I'm around the place as Zooey Glass or Zozo or FB on Twitter. That's E-P-H underscore B-E-E or F-E-B, I think, on Instagram. I haven't put any Arkham pictures up for a while, but I probably will at some point. So yeah, say hello too. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Through the cleverly concealed dishonesty of an aged but shrewd official, the treasury was exhausted. No shining frolder as of old lay stacked about the strong room, and over empty coffers the sardonic spider wove webs of mocking design. When, at last, the Giffath Robin Bot entered the obscure vault and discovered the thefts, there were left only some phlegmatic rats, which peered sharply at, at him as at an alien intruder. What on earth is he on about? Phlegmatic rats. Phlegmatic rats. So good. Sardonic spider were webs of mocking design. That is just unbelievable. I remember when Joseph Much came to my city. The great, the old, the terrible city of unnumbered crimes. My friend had told me of him and of the impelling fascination and allurement of his revelations and I burned with eagerness to explore his uttermost mysteries. That one that you just read, I remember seeing, is it an XKCD cartoon mm. that, that has a, plots on a graph, the like number of words the fantasy author has made up versus quality of the book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that idea of like Frolda and Gifath. It's like you can just say no fr- no shining money and the the magician Robin Bot or whatever it is. But instead you have your own vocabulary. Yeah, where does that leave us? Um yeah. I'm not sure. A red dwarf quote just popped in my head, which was galloping up Diarrhea Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're doing? No, no. I just. It, where does that leave us? Well, sir, it leaves us. Um, ask me the question again, and I'll do something positive proper. Mm-hmm.